If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello again, and welcome as ever to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is episode 112, 112. and uh, it's a snowy day here today. Um, I think we're pretty much used to being back in the in the little world, in our world of black and white, or shades of green, dark green and white. It's a uh, it actually sounds sounds worse than it is for those of you up here in the northern climes where you get snow. You know what I mean, that uh, the landscape takes on that, that different different look. It almost has, you know, the look of a painting at times and, and can be very beautiful. Um, so that's where we are. I'm off to Bahamas in a couple of weeks. Mike actually is in Mexico as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on the day of the broadcast, and I'm sure they're having a wonderful time, he and Andrea, on their own in Mexico, while uh, I'm here looking after the, the grandchildren, which is one of my, well, it's, it's one of those, one of those things I always say is my, is my favorite thing until I actually get here, and, uh, and then I begin to doubt it slightly, but, but no, they're, they're gorgeous little girls, and uh, I'm having a whale of a time. Uh, they are in school all day long, which is perfect because I can get a ton of work done. And then I get my time to spend with them in the evenings when they get home from school. So best of every world, really. And one of the things I have been doing over the past week, um, and this is what really has um, spawned the theme of today's episode, because I've been looking for vacation rentals for myself for our trip to England and Europe next oh not next year anymore it's it's this year now um for my son's wedding uh, he gets married in germany in september so we're trying to pack a lot in we're trying to we're, we're going to the uk we're going to germany we want to get in a trip to amsterdam because we've never been there and and we have to fly into amsterdam to get to the northwest of germany so that seemed like a great idea to have a have a, a day or two there and then I am fulfilling a bucket list uh, dream, which is to go to Cyprus. Um, my husband, Phil, has was in the Royal Air Force in England for 35 years and went, went to Cyprus on many, many, many occasions. And he's always said that he wanted to go back. He wanted to show me Cyprus. Uh, and I keep telling him, I think it's going to be a little bit different 30 years on. But uh, it, it, it's really exciting that we've actually decided to do that. So we are booking vacation rentals in every place we go. And it, it's, it's, as ever when I do this, it, it becomes an exercise in analysis, really, because I'm analyzing every response, every bit of communication, does it delight me? Does it make me feel good, confident? Does it make me feel frustrated? Do I get anxious that I'm doing the right thing? So in the course of, of trying to get this, these all booked, 
You know, I've run across so many different listings, so many different approaches. And I just want to point out one. I found uh, a place in the UK that we were interested in going to spend a few days in at the end of August. And and it looked, it really looked lovely. Except I do not, I really don't like the origami towel. You know, the one that, the, the one that you get if you're going to, I'm sure Mike and Andrea are getting this in Mexico at the moment. I bet they went into their, uh, their hotel room or their resort room, and there was a towel in the shape of an or, of a swan, a sort of origami swan towel. And and if they'd been going on honeymoon, there'd probably been rose petals on the bed, and I've seen those in uh, listing photographs as well. What one of the reasons I I say that is that I think there are owners who think that all they need to do is is put something fancy in their photographs, and that is going to delight their clients enough to book their place. It's not. It really is not. There is so much more to it. And, you know, it might seem a little trite if I'm just talking about origami towels or rose petals on a bed. But what I'm saying is that the process of delighting guests doesn't hinge on just one action, just making an image look fantastic. And there's nothing wrong with that. We say this all the time. You have to have these fabulous images. But to delight your guests, it's a combination of so many different things at so many different stages along the the path from your guest starting their search to them finishing their vacation. So it's just important to give equal attention at every step of the way. And this is what um, I wanted to, to make the theme of this episode. It's about delighting your guests. And, uh, and it's not just about the first impression the guests have of your property or the guest gift you leave or the amenities you provide. It starts way, way before that. And I just want to quote an email I got this morning. Uh, and this is from a guest in our rental agency. And they said, I want to thank you for being so quick in responding and helping. Very impressive and so important for a rental company and a big reason why we're booking with you again. I sent an email to an agency in North Carolina on Sunday and have yet to hear back. Might not rent with them, even if someday they do email back. So this is what I'm talking about. There are so many opportunities to make a difference and to stand out from the crowd. But you have to do it every step of the way. You can't just pick one and say, I'm going to be great at writing my emails or I'm going to be great at uh, welcoming my guests. You've got to be brilliant every single step of the way. So I'm going to be talking about seven stages of delighting your guests. And I call it the step-by-step foolproof process to delight your guests. Because if you do this, if you follow every one of these steps, you're going to have happy folks. They're going to let you know that they enjoyed their vacation. They loved the way that you responded to them. They loved the information that you sent. They loved the welcome you gave them. And they loved the response you made to any issue they might have had while they were while they were on site. Do you know, I know I've talked about this before, but it, it never stops needing to be reiterated. Because if you fail at any one of these stages, you've lost your customer. 
I mean, think about it. You know, I, I was looking at all the ads, all the commercials over Christmas, which were commercials for these, you know, wonderful new products. And they were colorful and bright and and the 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 marketing was so happy and this is what you need and it's going to it it's going to resolve every problem that you have and and make you happy so you feel good you go ahead and order it and then if the product doesn't meet up to those expectations it doesn't matter how good you felt at the beginning your your feelings are then transferred onto well they become new you get new feelings if if they're not good then you would not go back and re- or you would not recommend that to anybody else regardless of how fabulous their marketing is they've lost you as a customer because you did not meet the expectations that you laid and this is something sadly that happens on many occasions so the seven stages i'm going to share are destination planning property search booking pre-vacation, arrival, vacation time, and follow-up. And you might think that some of these just would blend into one another, but you have seven different powerful touch points. At each stage, you can create delight within your guests. But that's not to say that each one stands so alone that you can delight in one area and not another. You've got to give equal attention to each one. So let's kick off. Destination planning. Um, this is what I've been doing over the past uh, couple of weeks of planning this uh, this um, trip to to uh, UK, Europe, and Cyprus. Now, the UK, I I know, you know, I'm I'm very comfortable with where we're going in the UK and and what we might expect. So I don't need to be delighted on that front. What I did want was to find something about uh, northwest Germany. It's called Ostfriesland. And that was really, really tough. But there are a lot of vacation rentals out in that area. There's a lot in on Airbnb. There's a lot on HomeAway. Not one of those owners that I could see. And having said that, I was looking for a specific size of property. So there were a number of them, of course, I wouldn't have looked at. But I certainly couldn't find any information on vacationing in Ostfriesland. And, and people do. Of course they do. It's, it's um, around the, uh, the German coastline. And it is very possible that there are sites in German that, uh, that offer this information. But I didn't even find those. And in fact, um, asked my son and my daughter-in-law, who, who live in Berlin, to check it out too. And they couldn't find anything either. So I'll just go back to a vacation we went to in Eleuthera uh, a number of years ago. And we'd never been to Eleuthera before. I wasn't sure what to expect. So I was Googling vacations in Eleuthera, beaches of Eleuthera. And lo and behold, uh, a vacation site popped up called Beaches of Eleuthera. And the author of that site, the owner of that site, was a vacation rental owner. And what he'd done was was created a site which was about the area, about the locale. I learned so much from that site. And I know I've, I've talked about this one before. And so you can tell what sort of impact that had on me. Because we didn't book his property. It was too small. 
for our needs at the time, but I went on to tell other people who were wanted to go to Eleuthera about this site because it gave all that information. I spoke last week to Kim Bergstrom uh, of the Houses on Manzanita Beach. Kim does this fabulously in her blog uh, that's, that's on her website but also stands independent of it. And on her blog, she doesn't talk about her vacation rental. She is talking about the location and the, uh, the area. Nancy McAleer does the same for her properties on Anna Maria Island. And we'll be talking to Nancy in a couple of weeks' time about how she does this with her Pinterest boards. But both Nancy and Kim use Facebook as well to create information platforms that people can go and or they can share the information on their location. And they are not. If you go and have a look at both of those, the Pinterest boards and the Facebook uh, pages, which I'll put on the show notes, you can see that neither Nancy or Kim are constantly talking about their vacation homes. They're talking about the location. So they're actually delighting people before they've even chosen to, to go there or to book their accommodation. So if you delight at the destination planning, planning stage, You've already, and you're doing it with something that you've created, like a Pinterest board or a Facebook page or a blog or a website with a ton of information on it, like the Eleuthera one. You've already captured the attention of people, do you know, who may not even have any intention of booking a vacation at the moment, but they may be bookmarking you for the future. So the second stage is the actual property search. And this is where the, the emotion that a lot of people get at the property search stage is frustration. They look at properties, the owners don't get back to them, they, or they do get back to them, and they send emails asking questions, and then they get ignored. It really is a frustrating process, and going from that beginning, you know, having found the location, then deciding you're going to stay there, that excitement that is built in that destination planning can very, very quickly change into frustration if, if you don't give a prompt answer. I want to give a shout out here to Andy and Nikki at Villa Carpe Diem in uh, Larnaca, Cyprus. That is the one place we have now booked for our September vacation. And Andy and Nikki have delighted from the absolute outset um, from we knew about we knew about Cyprus. We weren't that interested in the destination planning side of it. But certainly when we went to Andy and Nikki and said, we're interested in your place, they were immediately responsive. There was no waiting 48 hours, two days, three, 48 hours is two days, three days, four days. For, for a response. They were immediate in their response. And gosh, that makes such a difference, particularly if you're getting this experience of other people not answering, and which is very common. So if you're the one that answers within minutes, within a couple of hours, within half a day even, you are standing out from the rest. That boosts your competitive edge, the instant response 
and then the personal reply. Here's, here's, yeah, personal reply is so important. You may get a hundred different, uh, different emails over the course of a season. We get them in our agency in the course of a day, a hundred or more a day. We're not even into the peak of the season, but we will respond personally to every single email. We'll put something personal. There may be a little bit of a stock response telling them what the, you know, quoting the rates or, or some other, specific, other information that's generalized. But we'll also always put something personal in it. And it could be that they're, they're bringing a dog or they're bringing children. And we might, we might say, this is a great spot for dog walking. Or you've made a great choice here. The kid friend, your children will love the kid-friendly beach. It's only a line, but it's, it's personal. It shows you've read their email and that you're giving them this personal response. Just a little tip here. Always use the greeting that your guests have put in their inquiry. So if they say hello there, use hello there. If they say hi, it's perfectly fine to use hi back. Just use their name. Hi, Mary. If they say good morning, use good, good morning if it's morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're responding. That's, that's a very neat little trick to get on their wavelength. If that is their preferred method of greeting, and you go back and use that same preferred method of greeting, you're going to get in rapport with them much quicker. Your guests at this time during the property search might have a ton of questions. And, and I'm sure you have been uh, the recipient of that long list of questions that you know is answered in the listing. But what's happening is that people, is, people have a lot of questions. They don't want to make a personalized inquiry to you, they're just going to cut and paste their questions and get over the fact that you might find that irritating. Just get over it. If you want them as clients, then you need to respond to that. Now, one way of doing it is to create a frequently asked questions document that you can send as an attachment when you respond to them. You give them the nice personal response and say, you've asked a lot of questions. Most of them are answered in, or, or, or you've asked a lot of questions. They are all answered in the attached document, plus a few more you might not have thought of. That really goes a long way. If you add on a few more frequently asked questions that they haven't used in their inquiry, then you're, you're showing yourself as, as having read their email thoroughly and given some thought to them. So forget the fact that they're cutting and pasting and sending the same email to dozens of different properties. If you want them to choose you, you've got to be personal, specific, and welcoming of them as, as guests. And that's the way to do it. Now we go to the booking stage. This, this is one area where you, you can make a difference. Um, for some people, it really doesn't matter because in, in some cases it can be very, very quick. But what I would say here is don't make it difficult. It's got to be easy. It has to be effortless. And your guests need to feel confident with you. Because 
the emotion they often feel at this booking stage is apprehension. Have they, are they doing the right thing? If you've asked them to wire money, they're going to feel even more apprehensive and concerned. You know, is my money safe? Am I being scammed? So your booking system needs to be slick. It needs to be easy and it needs to create confidence. And I know that there's, there's some, it's, it's not always, it's not always easy. Let's say you're, you know, you are in Cyprus and somebody's in the US and how do you get those funds? But it's just a matter of spelling it out clearly. And if you anticipate there's going to be any difficulty with it, get on the phone, call the guests and talk to them about it. Is is there something you can do to ease the payment process, make it easy for them? Because, you know, if they if you fall down at this booking stage when they're apprehensive and feeling a little leery of parting with money, that's the point where they put the brakes on and you don't get the conversion and the booking. So let's go to step number four. Really, really important because this is the period between them putting their deposit down and the vacation beginning. And it could be a long way away, but you want to keep that anticipation going. You want to keep the momentum up. You want to drip feed them information so that they feel that they are constantly on your radar, that you haven't just taken their money and you're going to forget about them till they arrive, which is often the case. You know, it's often the case with most owners. You, you take their money and then you make sure they have a wonderful arrival. But if you want to keep that delight going, give them a drip feed of information. And one of the ways of doing this is to use uh, an automation such as Aweber, um, where you can set up a series of emails that goes out. Let's say it's six months away. Maybe you send a six uh, um, an email every single month to them. And that email talks about something different. Maybe it talks about the best beaches they could go and see, uh, the best activities, the best places to go and rent things like quad bikes or kayaks or whatever that might be in your area that they can go rent. But you keep that information drip fed. And you also engage with them in social networking. You engage with them in on Facebook, you definitely engage with them on Twitter. You want to make sure that you've got these guests' Twitter addresses. So every so often, let's say a new restaurant opens, you can tweet them directly and say, hey, you're coming in August. There's a new restaurant opens just up the street in July. We hope you'll check it out and you send them some information. Or there's an event coming up that would require them to pre-book. You know, we've just heard that such and such a group is going to be playing in an outdoor concert. Here's the information on tickets. So can you see how that is going to be really delighting them? Because if you don't tell them that, they may not know. They'll get there and there's concerts on. They can't get tickets. And they feel disappointed. Probably not in you because, you know, they'll probably t hopefully take that responsibility themselves. But it's still... If you've given them the opportunity by providing and drip feeding this information, then they're just going to be even more delighted. 
So basically, you just don't let their interest die down over the pre-vacation period. The other thing about sharing all this information in the pre-arrival stage is that people will share it too. They are going to be so excited about their vacation. They want to tell everybody where they're going, what they're going to be doing. If you've provided them with information that makes them delighted and happy that they've made the right choice, they are going to share it with other people. They're going to... I mean, I'll just take one example of when we go to the Bahamas next week, we're going to, next week, a couple of weeks, we're going to go swimming with the pigs, which is something that everybody does when they go to Exuma. And it's a little island where there's swimming pigs. And it's, it's very neat and unique, very unique. There's an owner on Exuma who tweets all the time. He's always got a tweet going out about the swim with the pigs uh, experience. And he very, very often puts, I, I see a, a Twitter address in there. And, and he says, you know, whoever is on the Twitter address, he said, check this out. Don't forget to book your swim with the pigs trip. And I'm thinking that, that that is going directly out, I'm thinking, to their upcoming guests and just letting them know. So he's drip feeding information. So it's fun doing this as well. It, it really is. You just, because you'll get the engagement back from these guests and you begin to get to know them. So it's, it seems to be a win-win all round. So number five is, is the actual arrival. This is, where, this is where most people put their concentration on the arrival. And if you don't, then you definitely should because a poor arrival at a property can negate every single thing that you've done before. You might have delighted them with, your, with their destination planning, with their property search, with the way, with your speed of booking process and with all the information you sent. But if they walk in the door and they're disappointed, it's like all of that did not exist. Um, it's human nature that a negative, one negative experience will tend to wipe out the previous half dozen positive experiences. And it's tough to get them back. So the emotion that goes with arrival is relief. You know, you've got there, you're on vacation, you walk in the door, huge relief that it's exactly as you expected it to be. And another little tip here, if you ever see in your reviews the expression when somebody says the pictures didn't do it justice, that's telling you, um, you may feel great. Yes, oh, we've done it. We've, you know, they're so happy. But it's telling you that your pictures need to be updated because you didn't delight them enough with the images that you showed. You... You had to wait until they got there to feel really super, super delighted. So think about that. And I see that a lot when I'm looking through reviews. You know, the pictures didn't do it justice. I didn't expect this. Well, you want them to expect stunning, if stunning it is. So the arrival comprises a lot of things. It comprises the directions you send to them. Because if, if, they, are, if they get lost on the way, they're going to be unhappy when they arrive. It comprises the actual entry when they get to the door. Is access easy? Is the door unlocked for them? Or do they have to go and search somewhere really spooky, like under a deck, to, 
to get a key or or do they put a a code into a lockbox and then find it doesn't work that is that is an immediate negative because that relief at having arrived once again gets wiped out and concern fear comes back into it you do not want that I remember going to uh, Costa Rica a few years ago and the pre-arrival instructions we got with the directions were just so fantastic that covered the three-hour road trip with places we should stop because it was a three-hour drive so it covered places we could stop and have a snack Um, it suggested a spot that we should stop by a bridge and take our cameras and go and take pictures of the crocodiles under the bridge and then which of the souvenir shops we should go into then the next town along this is the supermarket you should stop at to get all your uh, all your provisions and don't forget to pick up the bread from the bakery because it's the best you know it was this was the arrival and all the way along that trip we were we were going to you know we had the instructions out from the owner and we did stop at every single place that they suggested along the way made the journey almost as fun as the arrival itself and then when we got there everything was exactly as written the gate um, had a lockbox it worked we opened it it told us when we arrive please please call the caretaker and leave a message and he will call you back which he did within about an hour of our arrival we had a call back to to, to welcome us and to arrange uh, a meeting with him the following day so he could come down and tell us all about the area and um, and what we could do so that was just an amazing amazing arrival on another occasion we went to a property in Quebec uh, not too far from where we are Everything was just as it should have been. But when we got to the door, we put our code, the code that we'd been given, we keyed that in and the door would not open. It was five o'clock on a winter's afternoon. It was just about dark. It was beginning to snow. We were out in the boonies and the code that we'd given didn't work. Fortunately, we were able to contact the, uh, the agency and immediately get the correct code but even so we, we we felt huge concern that we were not going to be able to get in what were we going to do you know it's immediate it's like that knee-jerk reaction oh gosh what should we do what are we going to do where, where do we go where can we find a hotel room overnight um yeah a quick phone call sorted it out but it's amazing how much can go through your mind at that stage uh just because a code was incorrectly set. I, th- I think the message there is if you're using a lockbox, triple check. Not just once, not just twice, but make sure you check that code three times if that's been changed. And if it's, just, if it's a housekeeper doing it, then make sure they do that. And of course, if you're using lockboxes that rely on batteries, it's so important those batteries, don't wait for them to run out please don't wait for those batteries to run out. Um, make sure they're changed. Just change them every three months. What's a couple of um, AA batteries? It's just, just make it part of the routine maintenance to get those changed. And then the arrival is going to be 
perfect. But that's just walking through the door. The, the next part is, of course, is the time to wow and capitalize on the relief your guests feel because they made the right decision. Um, so having a welcome strategy makes all the difference. Making sure you're covering all the senses, having having some music on, having a personal welcome, whether it's on a chalkboard or in a personal letter, the guest gift, making sure the place smells nice. If it's winter, it should be warm. If it's summer, it should be cool. That's what the welcome strategy is. That first impression is so massively important that, you know, once again, if you fail at this stage, they're not going to be happy bunnies and all the good stuff that went before is out of the window. So stage six is actually during their vacation. Now, of course, you can't be there. You can't be there to, to make them happy. They could have domestic arguments and, and be very unhappy. And I have to say, we've, we've had a number of those in, uh, in, our, uh, in the properties in our management agency where we've had a call in the week to say that they're going home um, because they're not having a good time. And reading between the lines, it's a domestic argument probably that's occurred. Uh, there's nothing you can do about that. And in those instances, from my experience, the guests will do their utmost to find something that went wrong during their vacation that they can put the blame on. And and quite often that comes back to the owner or the agency. Something happened that disappointed them and and this caused them to need to go home immediately. When, of course you know it's probably a combination of a ton of other things emotionally that are going on, on within that group. But if you ensure that you do absolutely everything to make sure that vacation time has no issues, no problems for them, they will not be able to find anything to pin on you if they feel the need to. And to do that, you need to have contingency plans in place. You need to create your set of potential situations and make sure that you have a solution for every one of them. For us up here in Ontario, we, we have a lot of power outages in, in the high season. A storm will go through, a tree comes down on a power line, and the power could go out for days. So if there's no contingency plan for that, the guests end up with no power, perhaps no running water, because all these properties are on um, water pumps with the water being drawn either from a well or, or uh, the local water source, and these are electric pumps. So there they are. The power's just gone off. It's 8 o'clock at night. It is dark in cottage country where we are very, very dark. There's no running water, no way to flush a toilet, no way to cook a meal. But if you have a contingency plan in place, number one would be to have an automatic generator. And that is, that, that I've put them in my places. You know, why run the risk? Of course, since we've had generators, we haven't had many power outages. But it's, it's our contingency. If the power goes out, the generator kicks in, it powers the fridge. So in the height of the summer, when it's immensely hot and humid, they're still going to have um, cool food in the fridge. 
it will power a couple of fans, it will give them some light, and number one, it will run the water pump. So we figured that the cost of a generator over the course of four or five years would absolutely pay for itself in delighting those guests. Because the moment you have a guest who's paid a ton of money for their week is then inconvenienced by a power outage for whatever reason. You know, it's a storm. It's act of God. Nothing you can do about it. But they are inconvenienced and they're not enjoying their vacation because of it. And you haven't provided something to help them get through this time. Then they will display a distinct lack of delight. Um, that's just the way. That's just the way it is. So that's just one example. The generator is one example. Another example is, um, and I had this from you know Kim Bergstrom on the uh, podcast last week, where she talked about a stove giving up the ghost on in the middle of a vacation um, around the New Year time. Her husband wasn't able to get a repairman in. He drove down there, bought a new stove, replaced it then and there. But you've got to have that contingency plan in place to know that you could do that if such a situation occurred. So you, you've got to know your plumbers and your, your electricians, your handyman. Is there somebody available to go round to the property and deal with something at the drop of a hat or at least within a couple of hours, if a situation occurs that's going to impact your guest vacation. This contingency plan makes the difference. And I say contingency plan, it's plans for however many situations you might envisage. These make the difference between increasing the delight because you've handled a problem straight away or sabotaging it, all you've done in the build-up to the vacation. So, so think about that. Emergency planning, contingency planning is just so. And sometimes it's quite, it, it's quite advantageous for something to go wrong because that gives you the opportunity to delight yet again. Okay, they've finished their vacation. You've delighted them at every single step of the way. They're going to go home. They write you a fantastic review and... You feel very, very proud. You sit back and you think, that's that. I have done it. But hold on. You still have the opportunity to continue the delight. And this is what could make customers for life. And also creates the raving fans who just never stop sharing anything that you put out or they never stop sharing their experiences of the whole vacation from beginning to end because you've delighted them every step of the way. One great example is sending them a follow-up maybe a month or so after they've had their vacation with some additional photographs. One idea is, this This came from John DeJulius from a previous podcast about delighting customers. And what John DeJulius talked about was creating a, what he calls Ford approach. And I'm just getting uh, the, the book out, which is The Customer Service Revolution, which is, is very well thumbed. His Ford approach, F is for family, 
O is for occupation, R is for recreation, and D is for dreams. And what he says is if you can have some information on every part of the Ford acronym, then you can really show that you care about your customers even after they've left. So with family, in the family section, you perhaps have information on on birthdays and anniversaries. I mean, did they come to you for a honeymoon? Put that date down because you know when their anniversary is and you can send them a note a couple of months before their anniversary and give them a nice deal on perhaps coming back and spending their anniversary. If they had a birthday at your property, you could do exactly the same. I noticed you've got a birthday coming. You had your birthday at our place last year and, and I'm sure you, and you had such a great time. You fancy doing that again? <laughs> These are just some examples. If you know their, you know their occupation, that's something that you can use in follow-up. If you know their emergency services workers, in your follow-up, you can say, you know, we know how busy you are and what a stress, stressful job you have. Isn't it time that you had another break? Come back and visit us again and give them a, a little discount. Recreation. You know what if you know what their recreation is, what they enjoy, let's say they enjoy fishing. You got that information in the very beginning that you found out that they enjoyed fishing. Then you can use that as a follow-up. There's a fishing tournament or a father-son type of event in the area that they might be interested in. Then you let them know that that's going on. Um, rec knowing what their recreation recreational preferences are is really helpful to target returning guests who have specific interests, let's say in, you know, in kayaking or canoeing or running or triathlons or whatever. And then dreams. Um, their dream may have been just to come to your location. I mean, my dream is to go to Cyprus. And there's a good possibility we might go back if we really, really, you know, if I really, really love it. Because times we go back to England and it's not so far to go to Cyprus from England. So maybe Andy and Nikki, I don't know if you've thought about this. After we've left, you know, maybe you send us some information on somewhere that uh, somewhere else we might want to visit um, if we came back again or coming back at a different time of the year. We're coming in September. So a great one for you would be to send us a note saying, we were so pleased that you came and enjoyed September in Cyprus, but did you know what it's like in the spring? Uh, so something like that. Think about using the information you have about your guests to populate the content for follow-up emails and information that you're going to send them. Now, of course, if you're doing a newsletter, you're going to have them on your newsletter list and you'll be you'll be uh, sending that regularly anyway. But uh, an occasional personal email goes such a long way to delight people. Okay, I think I'm, I'm done. We've gone through seven stages. We talked about destination planning, property search, booking, pre-vacation, arrival, on vacation and the follow-up. And we covered different emotions, excitement at the beginning, then the frustration on the search, the apprehension on booking, the anticipation during the pre-vacation pre time, 
relief on arrival, the relaxation they should have on their vacation and the satisfaction on follow-up. So I would love to hear from you to see, you know, where you think you excel on those seven stages. And if you think perhaps that you could do better on any one of them. Now, we'll be holding a webinar. Um, it's a training webinar for our Vacation Rental Formula uh, members. We'll be holding that uh, webinar on, and bear with me a second, I'm just going to check this date. My calendar is currently showing May 2016. So we will be holding that webinar the week of February the 1st, Mike's going to be, in fact, I think it is on February the 1st, we are holding that uh, webinar. It will be a public webinar, and if you'd like to receive information on that and you're not on our mailing list, then just uh, send uh, send me a note at heather at cottageblogger.com or go to vacationrentalformula.com and... Um, and just put your information there. and We'll make sure you're on the list to be informed when that webinar starts. Because I'm going to do a full hour-long webinar on this topic and tell you a lot more than I've, I've covered off in this, um, in, in this podcast. And uh, so I hope you'll join me on that webinar on Monday, February the 1st, when I'm going to be sharing a ton more on how to delight your guests. So. I'm going to go pick up my grandchildren, I think, from school and uh, have a little downtime this afternoon, take them out and play in the snow. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, it's, as you can tell, I'm passionate about this topic. I want people to be delighted at every single step of the way and really feel hard if at some point they get disappointed. So... If you've got any questions, you know, email me, put them in the show notes. Uh, go to the show notes anyway, because I've put um, all the links that I mentioned in those show notes. So you can find those at VRS112. So that's cottageblogger.com cottage forward slash VRS112. Go there and you'll, you can pick up the notes. And I've done a, a good ton of notes on this one. And um, and you can you can check out all the links that I've talked about. Okay, well I'm heading off. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Uh, kudos to you if you stayed with me right to the very end. Um, and uh, and I look forward to being with you again next. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.